Hey, what's up? It's me, David, host of the First Four Years podcast. Carving out your own path as a creative professional or an entrepreneur is not just a simple to follow process. It's an unfolding journey of self-discovery, learning, and development. So think of this podcast as a journal of that process, what it's really like in the early phase of starting out and building your own path as a creative today. And if you're coming with me on that journey, let's take that next step forward. Welcome to the first four years. So I've been thinking about those times where you've got a friend and they've been unhappy with their job, maybe for months, maybe for years. The frequent topic of conversation is how bad their job sucks. And then they tell you, you know what? It's time. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to leave this career and become something new. I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to... Uh, start my own restaurant. And while I always encourage people to pursue their interests and and find a way to make their interests something that they can actually live on, often this conversation terrifies me. And the reason this this conversation terrifies me is because I want to talk about a method that I've used my whole career to date Um, even probably before college, looking back, that's been effective in helping me get to the place I am now, which, you know, isn't anything miraculous or crazy, but I have been able to self-sustain with my own company on my own time for the past four years, uh, starting a company called Death of the Stock Photo out of college. And when people are successful, oftentimes we look at this major break they had. We look at that big move that leveled them up. They quit their job. They got funded. Uh, They got some awesome new position. They got tenure as a professor at a college. We like to highlight these events and look to them as beacons for ourselves saying, you can do it too. And what scares me about people who tell me Uh, People who've been, let's say, unhappy with their job for a long time or they want to make a major shift in their career. What scares me isn't the idea that they should pursue that path. It's the idea that the event itself is what makes or breaks somebody's change, somebody's experience, somebody getting to a higher place. And so what I want to talk about today is the latter approach to making smart moves in your career to find success rather than the let's say skydiving approach which is what I'm what you know my friend let's say was talking about in terms of just leaping just leaping out of a plane with uh, potentially a parachute to catch you so today we're talking about the skydiving approach versus the climbing the ladder approach and so Getting back to what I kind of opened with around why I'm so scared when people tell me they're going to quit their job is because oftentimes people say that when they're taking the approach that I call the skydive. It is 
this blind faith leap into an industry, a career, a path that they have no real experience in. And that's scary for a few reasons. One, it's scary because it means much of what they've done in the past is not going to help them in this new direction. So let's say they worked at a consulting company company for um, you know Fortune 500 companies for a long time in audit and accounting, and now they want to go and become a professor or become a jujitsu instructor <laughs> or a meditation coach. The problem is if they don't if they haven't taken any steps on that path to date, they are essentially leaping into an entire new direction without any understanding about what the landscape's like, without any uh, real training. And I know this sounds obvious as we talk about it, but the reality is a lot of people take this approach. And I think people take this blind faith leap approach into their quote unquote passion or this new direction because we like to highlight big events as the thing that made someone successful. So like I was saying, we like to highlight events. We like to say the day someone got promoted, the day someone got their company funded, the day someone quit their job, that these are these major life events that make the change. And what I want to argue is that it's not the big event. It's not the event where your company got funding that actually leads you to be successful. It was about all of the little steps that led up to that event that made that event possible. So let's talk about a few examples here. Let's say you see an announcement that a company raised funding and they're celebrating, you're daydreaming to yourself about how one day you might get funding. What I wanna argue is that the funding was one of the later or last steps in a long chain of events that are the actual core important piece of finding momentum in a path and finding success in whatever it is that you're working on. And so the success, yes, we can celebrate at the funding event, but what about building the network to be introduced to that one investor that you had a relationship with for a few years that led to receiving funding from that person. How critical was it that three years prior, let's say that founder of that company was able to build a connection over the next three years that led to that investor uh, trusting you and eventually inviting his friends to co-invest with you? What about the long process of vetting the idea and getting some initial customers? Maybe it took you two years to build up enough customers and enough traction and enough technology on your own before you reached out for funding that now that funding event was easy. What about the small steps you took instead of quitting your job to create a company that was bringing in almost equivalent income before you decide to quit and then switch over to that new company full-time. I think we just miss a lot of these small details in how it actually works to make your next big move. It's not the event, that next big move uh, is not the event. It is many, many small steps that lead to that event. And so I'll give kind of two scenarios. 
scenario one, and I'm going to be hypothetical here, my friend Sam. My friend Sam for the past year has hated her job. Day to day, she complains about it. It stresses her out. She isn't that effective on it because she's feeling scattered all the time. And honestly, it just doesn't feel like her true calling. The true calling for Sam feels like she wants to be a travel guide. And so after a you know six months to a year of conversations, and I'm just the shoulder to cry on for Sam, Sam announces to myself and to her family that she's ready to quit her job and pursue travel tourism full time. This is the uh, skydiving approach. This is what scares me. And it scares me because Sam has no understanding about where the parachute is going to come from when she leaps out of that plane. Meaning there is so much to that industry. There is so much network you need. There is so much you need to understand, so much experience and credibility that you need to build up to be able to be successful that I'm scared that it's going to take such a long time to eventually find that success for Sam that she's not going to stick with it and pursue. And so, I mean, the honest advice for someone who's doing that is I'm thrilled Sam, that you wanted to quit your job and pursue something that interests you, like travel. But are you prepared to take two or three years where you don't make a dime working insanely hard in this field so that eventually you can do this for a living? And if the honest answer to that is yes, then I think you know that approach is okay. But let's look at a second approach that I think would be more effective um, which is what I call the ladder approach. And I'm going to give some other examples from my career, how, how I did this. But let's look at another person, hypothetical, of course, uh, named Mark. And Mark is in med school. Mark is also frustrated with what it's actually like to be in med school. He's done with studying. He's figuring out that he actually doesn't like a lot of the work he's doing. And so Mark and I have conversations every week about how much Mark doesn't like med school and how he's daydreaming about something else. And what Mark is daydreaming about is becoming a full-time chef. And Mark is using the latter approach. And Mark's approach scares me way less. And, and what Mark has been doing that's different than Sam is every week when I talk to Mark, yes, he complains about his current job, but he also gives me updates about how he's been practicing his craft as a chef. And so at the beginning of the year, Mark enrolled in an online university at night where he could study uh, becoming a chef. And so every night he was practicing, he was cooking new dishes, uh, and he was learning techniques online about how to actually become a chef, all while still in his med school program. Three months in, he then decides he wants to start hosting dinners. And so once a week at his house, anybody from the neighborhood can come over and pay $10 and uh, Mark will chef up his best uh, current dish for you. And so already, you know, four or five months in, Mark is making money as a chef. Yes, he's not a full-time chef. He might not have all the right certifications, but every week he's bringing in two, $300. After that, he realizes he has some dishes that are incredibly tasty and the people in the neighborhood love it. 
and he's asking people to write down their rave reviews. And so for his three or five most popular dishes, he now has a collection of about 30 40 to 40 different reviews from people who have come into his makeshift restaurant in his own backyard where he's been serving them food. And so Mark decides, I'm going to take my three to five best dishes, my 30 to 40 reviews, print it out on paper, and I'm going to bring them to who I believe is the best chef in my local city and ask to become their understudy. I'm going to cook the dishes for them. I'm going to let them read the reviews. I'm going to tell them how much money I've made to date uh, in cooking in my backyard. And if that person accepts me on, and I know that I have some type of guaranteed salary, at that point, I am done with med school and I am becoming a chef. And that's the way to do it. That is the way to make a career shift. That's a way to make your next leap. It is not uh, jumping out of the plane with hopes that a parachute appears. It is incrementally, step-by-step, getting some more progress, getting some more momentum until you reach a point where it's clear that your next step is going to be the right move for you. And ideally, that right move includes uh, more of your passion and more of your interest, and it's going to be a place where you're happier. It is very difficult to be happy jumping out into a new path, taking the skydiving approach, and having no source of income for many years. And all of a sudden, understanding how complex and difficult the new field you're in is. So for the event of Mark becoming a chef, it wasn't just that this chef decided that he would be his understudy. It was the months of little tiny steps. It was first learning to cook by yourself. Then it was enrolling in this class and finishing the class. Then it was inviting some people over and saying, what if I could get 50 people? Then it was specializing with a few different dishes and and making them perfect. Then it was asking people for these reviews. Then it was identifying the right chef. It was all these small steps that led to the big event to get the job as an understudy as a chef. And that momentum led Mark on a new trajectory, totally away from med school, but he was well-suited to find success in that field or at least find momentum. With Sam, she quits her job and realizes immediately how difficult it is to survive, how difficult the market is. Uh, She has no understanding of the real landscape, and this can take years to figure out, and it just is so painful, and that's why it scares me when people (laughs) say they just want to quit their job and do something totally new. So you want to leverage little steps to find momentum to eventually get out on your own. And so for me, the first thing I did with my company, Death of the Stock Photo, is I started a simple email list by asking a few friends if I could email them once a month. They said yes. Allie and I shot photos every month for this email list. People liked it and we said, huh, maybe we could take this up a notch and let's start posting about it more. Let's see if more people wanna join. And then eventually more people joined And we found more momentum and we said, well, what if we just try charging $5 for a premium version of this? And then once people were buying at the $5 level, we said, what if we made a really simple website and now we start charging $10? And at every point along the way, 
it was the next incremental small step to find success. And so what I'm advocating for in this episode is you can never go directly where you want to go immediately. And I know that sounds like something we should all know intuitively, but it's so common. And I don't want you to jump out of a <laughs> jump out of the plane without knowing if a parachute's going to be there. It is the sum of all of these mini wins, step at a st- step by step, that you leverage to eventually find yourself doing your next thing. So, how can you do this uh, for yourself? How can you? take the right path and take that ladder approach instead of uh, making the mistake to just jump out on your own with no real understanding of how something is going to work. The first thing is know the difference between what a small next step is that you actually have some opportunity for to find success in and completely trying to go for a big win. And so what I mean is if you're Mark, instead of saying I'm in med school I now want to become a chef, know what the right next small step is to start you on that journey. And so you need to hone in on, step one is honing in on what the first easy step could be, not easy, but the easy win step could be to start finding some momentum. So that could be, I'm going to cook once a week, I'm going to cook every night, or I'm going to enroll in this $500 course to see if this is something that actually suits my passion. So the first thing is recognizing what that small win is and understanding that becoming a chef immediately isn't likely to happen. The second thing you need to do is always see what leverage you have based on the wins that you're starting to accumulate. So that means once you've started building up some momentum for yourself, once you've cooked every night and once you've started to invite people over for dinner, Look at the leverage that you currently have and assess what's possible with those small wins next. So if you've already gotten, I think this is really clear in Mark's example, if you've already gotten 50 people to show up consistently to uh, be at your restaurant, the best leverage you can create out of those wins that are already happening is getting the customer testimonies because there is many application opportunities for those customer testimonies. So step one is focus on the small next step that you can take to find momentum to eventually transition into that place you're trying to go. Step two is find the leverage points that help you uh, skip ahead as quickly as possible because they open up more opportunities. And so the example of the 30 to 40 customer testimonies That's a small goal that you can get to next. But once that goal is achieved, it opens many possibilities for you. Mark could have said to himself, I can use these to start selling my stuff online. And now I have 30 to 40 testimonies. I can use this to apply to chef school because now I have 30 to 40 testimonies. I can take this to an individual chef and he can potentially bring me on as an understudy because I'm trusted because of these testimonies. So that's what I call a leverage point in this process. Step one, what's the smallest next step that I could be successful on and find some consistency and some momentum? Step two, look for the leverage point that helps you skip ahead quicker as well as uh, opens up more opportunities for yourself. Step three is once you're on this process of taking small steps to, to get to your big goal of 
being a chef, being a travel agent, starting a blog, uh, starting your own podcast even, make sure that your capacity is always stretching. And so what I mean is it was it would be very easy for Mark who has 30 to 40 people coming over to his house once a week to just stay there. Like that feels good because it's working. But what Mark needs to do to eventually get to his bigger goal is stretch beyond where he's comfortable at now. And so at some point you have to say, you know what, I've had 30 to 40 people showing up. Let's get 250 by renting out this uh, this room at you know some other restaurant and then hosting a big party. You need to stretch yourself and not stay on that same step for too long. And that's what's gonna consistently give you that momentum to get to that new career path. Step number four is identify these clear lines in the sand that you can get to, uh, which are kind of your end goal target for now. And this is actually what I meant about the highlights that we always focus on in our culture and society, the funding event. And uh, see that as the end, which is just a small piece of this big puzzle, instead of uh, really the event that's most important. The thing that's most important is all the steps that get you there. But remember to celebrate once you hit those lines in the sand that you've drawn for yourself, those big goals, those events. Celebrate and then reassess again the same way you started. Remember that what got you to that place was this approach of small steps, leveraging the next item, stretching your capacity, and then eventually crossing that line. So make sure you apply this no matter how far along in the path you get because it's actually what got you to that point in the first place. So I just encourage you when you're thinking about making a major move, when you've got a new dream that you wanna become a stand-up comedian, you wanna become a doctor, a chef, whatever it is, if you want to just even start a website or get your company funded, remember that it's not that big event that is the juice that gets you there. It's actually the small wins that you lay out in front of yourself, the leverage that you build from those wins, the stretching of your own capacity to get to that next step that are gonna get you to, to that place. And I just wanna encourage you to not take the approach of Sam. Do not uh, just quit your job immediately and jump in unless you know that you have the will to live and thrive in that environment of maybe this will take a year, maybe this will take three years before I can even make any money off of it. It is all about the smart transition. It's all about laddering up to the next step. And I hope you uh, got a lot out of this podcast. Please review or subscribe. That would be majorly helpful. Send me a note if you'd like. I love talking to people and helping them out on their journey. I'm on the same path as you all. You know, I don't know everything, but I am sharing what it is I'm figuring out along the way in this journey of the first four years of uh, jumping into that new path. So we will chat again soon. Thanks so much for being here. Later.